Welcome to Community Groups. Welcome, everybody. My name is Maddie, and I'm the Connections Director here at Hill City Church. Um, I've been hosting a little podcast we've been running, and it's a mini-series all about spiritual disciplines. Through this conversation, we hope that each of you listening leaves with new perspective on how spiritual disciplines might free up space in your head, your faith, or your relationships for something better. This series is inspired by a book written back in the 70s called Celebration of the Disciplines. The author, Richard Foster, explores 12 different types of spiritual disciplines. And in part one of this mini-series, we're going to be covering six disciplines total. We'll talk to some of our staff members here at Hill City to explore what each discipline is, why it matters, and if living it out could actually be liberating. So I'm here today with Mary Ann Copatillo. Hello, Marianne. Hi. <laughs> um, stoked to be together. Marianne's going to talk to us in a few, but first we are going to uh, do a little icebreaker with her. So, Marianne, defend why cheese is the greatest food group. Oh, my. <laughs> I hate to be disappointing. Um, cheese is definitely not <laughs> not the greatest food group. Uh, no way. I would disagree, but I'm really excited to hear your defense. Okay. Um, because really think about vegetables for a second. All right. <laughs> think about the benefit. <laughs> think about the hundreds of things you can do with vegetables. You don't have to deal with them getting spoiled, like meat cross-contamination when you're cooking with them, and like cheese gets so icky, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I had to cut out dairy a few months ago, and it was such a sad life that I was living. Yeah, I hear but- I mean, I get it. But, ro- but roasted edamame? Come on. What are your favorite veggies? No, I love um, I love roasting any veggie. Okay. And I love, like, all the Mediterranean salads that you can make with, like, all the beans and zucchini and tomatoes and onions. And- all right. I do love yeah. Mediterranean food, so you can maybe sell me on that. Yeah, good. Health-wise, I obviously can't disagree with you, but... <laughs> Thank you. Thank Taste-wise, I would be in for the cheese. <laughs> All right, well, now that we've got that out of the way, the important stuff, uh, (laughs) today we are going to be talking about the discipline of fasting. So, Marianne, fasting, tell us kind of how you would define this discipline and then why you think it matters. For sure. Also, ironic that we just talked about cheese. It is. (laughs) Now we're talking about fasting. We're really prepped for this conversation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so fasting in the Bible is definitely... Um, abstaining from some kind of food. Um, And it's just reminding us, setting aside time to remember what truly sustains us. Um, And so for us, we remember that when we're refraining from food, remember that we are turning our focus towards God and that he is our true source of life. Um, And people now, like in our culture, you know, it doesn't have to be food. Um, People fast from all sorts of things. Um, And yeah, it's kind of um, mysterious how it works. Why is it important? And um, it's super foreign in our culture to deny ourselves of anything (laughs) that we want or love. It definitely feels like a weird one to talk through. For sure, yeah. And um, 
you know, it's like definitely not a hunger strike. Like I'm going to fast and refrain from food so that God will do X, Y, and yes. Z for me. Um, but it's a time to really draw near to God and remind ourselves of our need for him. Okay. Yeah. So emphasis on this helps kind of bring awareness to that, the fact that we need God. Yeah. And and in that space of need, we find like a deeper connection to God. That's that cool. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, in our culture, we have to like intentionally put ourselves in a place of need a lot of times. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's outliers to that all over our culture, a huge need. Um, but the waking up and getting food and coffee and breakfast and whatever we want is pretty routine. And so we have to put ourselves in a space of saying like, I'm going to set aside this basic thing and put myself in a state of vulnerability to, to find connection and nearness yeah. to God. I love that. Yeah. I um, was listening to a sermon the other day by a guy named Tim Mackey who runs the Bible Project, and he's, like, incredible. Mm -hmm. But um, he was actually talking about fasting, so I was curious his take on it. Yeah. And something that he pointed out that I thought was cool was that uh, often in biblical times, people also fasted. Uh, like in response to something amazing God was doing. So I think sometimes when we look at maybe any of the disciplines, we are tempted to think of them as like a, I'm going to do this so that God will answer my prayer, or I'm going to do this so that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can get what I'm looking for or find clarity, um, which is totally understandable. But it was cool that even, you know, powerful things God was doing, his believers would then say, okay, even in this moment, I want to acknowledge that we still need you. Like, yeah. like you've done something amazing. Let's pause and fast so we don't forget that we still need you or yeah. you know, our pride will take over or we'll forget the goodness that you've kind of put on display for us. So I thought it was interesting to think about that, that a lot of his believers, it was a response and not just a... I don't know. I'm looking for help on this. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Anyways. Um, all right. So uh, Richard Foster, the guy that wrote The Celebration of the Disciplines, he shares about how spiritual disciplines are kind of liberating instead of confining. So when it comes to fasting, do you agree with this? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of our disciplines, they start off, you know, as a task, um, something we're really encouraged to do. Um and where fasting is concerned, we see like that Jesus himself was fasting. Um, so we know it's important to do. Um, and it might start off as something that feels like a restriction um, and like it's not liberating. Um, but as we move forward, as we fast, as we pray um, with so many of our other disciplines, we start to see fruit from it. We start to feel that connection to God. And yeah, I think it is liberating um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, when it comes to fasting, do you have any like tangible tips or stories that kind of help practice this discipline? Yeah, I think, um, well, I'm an athlete, so I end up thinking a lot of times about like training for a race or something like that, training for a game. Um, And so like you always hear the phrase, you have to walk before you run. Um, And so I would never expect for fasting to just come naturally. Um, like our bodies and our minds and we're just used to what we have, we're used to what we've given them. So it's going to feel like hard <laughs> um, <laughs> denying yourself food or anything else is going to feel hard. It's going to hurt. Um, but that 
brings growth, so welcome it. <laughs> um, and then so I would say start small, you know, like with one meal once a week or something or one meal just period just try one meal fast and um set aside the time to be with god in that time to worship or to pray or just sit and be um and i loved i listened to this chapter too and the um he was talking about how those first pangs of hunger it's not like hunger hunger pangs like it's just our bodies reminding us that we're having some denial, but it's not like you're starving yourself <laughs> right. um, for missing a meal. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. And then if you ever wanted to go deeper into fasting, like I would find somebody to mentor you on it because it's, I don't know, it can be tricky. There's all kinds of fasts and you don't want to just go about setting yourself no food for days on end. Right. So start, start small. <laughs> yes. And if it's not food for whatever reason, it can be anything else that would just set your focus on the Lord for a period of time. Yeah. To be intentional. So pick your thing, but then also make sure you replace that thing with time spent kind of with God. And yeah, um, yeah don't ignore that part of it either. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the point. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I was going to share too, the fasting is listed as an inward discipline. So Richard Foster, he puts each of his 12 disciplines under a category. So there's inward, outward, and corporate disciplines. So inward disciplines offer avenues of personal examination and change. So lots of self-awareness and uh, kind of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Well, anything else you'd like to share about this discipline? I think one other thing I was thinking about is like the main time when Jesus was talking about when when you fast and the teachers of the law had like gotten onto his disciples about not fasting and Jesus is like yeah but I'm here with them so like what are they fasting for when they're literally walking in the presence Mm -hmm. of God day in day out um and I just love that that was Jesus's response and that that's the heart of it it just shows us that he said you know one day I'm going to be gone and then yeah they're going to fast because they're going to yearn for me they're going to long for me they're going to miss me and wish I was here and um I just think that outlook on fasting helps us stay connected to the heart of it. Totally. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. For sure. That's all from us. Those of you listening at your community groups, your host has your discussion questions. Thanks for listening.